my wife will catch me and be like, why do you have your phone in your hand? I thought you were working on that during Lent. Hi, I'm Colin and welcome to The Tightrope, the podcast where we look for opportunity in the midst of our messiness. I don't think that a short podcast is going to help you to find balance once and for all in your life, but I do think it might help you to take a step forward. This week, I want to pose a question as we go deeper into Lent. What happens when you epically fail at your fast? And I can speak with a great level of expertise on this topic because I am one who has epically failed on my fasts. I remember uh, when I was in my early 20s, I went to my spiritual director a couple weeks into Lent, and he told me to get a cup of coffee. You see, I had tried to give up coffee during Lent, and he gratefully informed me that it was supposed to be a penance for me and not for everyone else. And so I got a cup of coffee, and he instructed me instead just to take the cream and the sugar out. So there was a little bit of an epic fail, but then there was a redirect. And I, I want to just kind of speak to anyone who's out there who may be thinking like, man, I, I'm not doing great on this fast. I'm, I'm failing. A couple of encouragements that I would give you, and I'm speaking to myself as much as I am to you. One, uh, when we fast and we fail, it reminds us that we're in need of a Savior. And that's kind of the whole point, that our fasting is not a, a mark of our own perfection and a flexing of our own perfect will. It is, it is us in our brokenness and humility coming before God and asking for His help. And so if you tried to give up something and it's a real struggle, or even if you, you've forgotten a couple of times, don't fall into what Father Benedict Groeschel used to call the Oreo cookie trap, where you have an Oreo cookie for breakfast with your meal, and you have an Oreo cookie for lunch with your meal, and then at dinner you eat the entire sleeve of Oreo cookies. <laughs> so we, we want to find that, that moderation. There's that sense that if we, if we fall a little bit into the trap, that we, we just will dive headlong in and we'll say, well, I already messed up, so I might as well. You know, let's say that you uh, gave up TV and you find yourself 15 minutes into a show, then you might say to yourself, well, I, I already watched 15 minutes. I might as well, you know, like binge watch an entire season of something. It's, that's not the case. When we find ourselves in the midst of failing, it's an opportunity to practice the self-presence to say, wait, I have caught myself. I am in the midst of something that I have committed to give up. And now I'm going to put it down and I'm going to try again. I'm going to make it an opportunity to pray to God and say, see, I, I knew that I was a sinner in need of, of mercy and grace, and then just throw yourself at that grace. For me in particular, the struggle has been um, that this Lent, I'm trying to do something different with my relationship with my phone. And it became clear to me that, that I probably couldn't or shouldn't fast all the way from my phone because there are so many professional sort of entanglements there. So I took the apps off and and even Facebook has a lot to do with some of the things I do with the school and with the, the parish. So I'm trying to fast from personal entanglements in Facebook and from the habit of checking things on Facebook, from the habit of in a lull, taking a look and mindlessly scrolling. But at the same time, I have um, my phone as still part of my life. The other thing that I've tried to do is dock it so that if I'm in the office, the phone does not live in my pocket during the day. And if I'm at home, it lives on a table in the kitchen. But I will readily admit that there have already been several times in the season of Lent where I've caught myself and been like, wait, this is exactly what I'm trying not to do. Or, or uh, better yet, my, my wife will catch me and be like, why do you have your phone in your hand? I thought you were working on that during Lent. I could in those moments say, all right, well, uh, I just give up. I, I'm I'm, I'm too messed up. This is too hard. Or I could say, yes, that's absolutely right. And that's why I took up this fast because this attachment is disordered. 
And so I just want to encourage you, if you're like me and, and you're, not, you're not spiritually perfect and you're far from it and you're finding yourself having difficulty, even if it's a Friday during Lent and you find yourself like face first in a hamburger and you're like, it's Friday, then I, I would not say that you should just, you know, just keep diving into your cheeseburger, but, but also don't beat yourself up. The Holy Spirit convicts and the devil condemns. The Holy Spirit convicts us that in the midst of our fast, and even in the midst of our failing in the midst of our fast, that we are in need of God's grace. And so we, like Christ on the way to the cross, find ourselves fallen on the ground, and we just get back up and we keep moving. And I want to encourage you to do that as you go deeper in Lent. You're, you're, not, a, you're not a failure because Christ is not a failure, and it's he who lives in you, and he's stronger than the one who's in the world or stronger than the, the one who's maybe got you sunk into some bad habits or some disordered attachments to otherwise good things. So keep going, my friends, and I'm going to do the same. I'm going to, during the season of Lent, thank God for, for the grace to, to see my own brokenness and weakness and need for Christ and know that the God of mercy is attracted, even and especially, to, to the misery um, that, that is my messiness and brokenness. And so for Ascension, I'm Colin McIver reminding you in this season of Lent every day to take a step forward and, and leave some tracks in the sand. And where there's one set of tracks, it's maybe it's the sand people. Or, or maybe it's, it's Christ picking you up. That's probably it.